גמרא, פסחים דף פז. It's the new Perek. And the Perek begins with the Mishnah. Ha'isha'a bezmanchi bebet ba'ala. Okay, so we're discussing over here uh, a lady that's registered on a Korban Pesach. So sometimes you could be registered on two Korban Pesachs, as we'll see in the Mishnah. So the question is going to be, which of the two Pesachim uh, is she uh, committed to? So the Mishnah says, "Ha'isha b'zmanchi bebet ba'ala." Okay, so she's uh, she's living in her husband's house. Obviously, she's married. Shahat alia ba'ala v'shahat alia aviha. Her husband registered her, the wife in his korban pesach, and the father, her father, registered her as well. Tochal mishel ba'ala. Well, we assume that she was committed to ba'ala. That she says the mistama. Yeah, Mr. Ma, married lady, goes after her husband. So Mr. Ma, you say her dad was to be with her husband, so she's registered on her husband's korban. Then the Mishnah comes along and says, uh, So the custom in the olden days was that after, they say they get married, the first holiday, after they get married, the first day again, they go and spend it by their father's house. The girl spends it by her father's house. So then already, if she did the al Lishon, if she went Lega Lishon, then we say, Shahat Alea Abiya Vishat Alea Ba'ala Tokal Bimkom Shehi Rotsa. Then already, it's a toss up. They both slaughtered for her. So we see that she's still connected to her father's house because she went to her father's house. You know, after she got married, she still has a connection to her father's house. So you can't say automatically she has nothing to do with her father. So then already it's a toss-up. Tuchal b'mkom she can either eat by her father's korban or by her husband's korban. Nashi, regularly shown. Right. We're going to discuss the case of Ridufa, where you know sometimes the girls get married, but they just keep on running back and forth to their father's house. You know, they, they don't get used to their husband's house yet. So if she's Ridufa, then you assume she's on her father's korban. No, she's happy by her husband's house. Okay, first holiday, she goes back to her father, so she's not Ridufa, she's not running back to her father's every two seconds. So therefore we have a Safik, which a Korban should be part of But if she's Ridufa, there's no Safik. She's for sure on her father's uh, Korban. Mishnah continues and says, Yatom sheshahatu alav apotroposin. The Yatom, the, the orphan, so he has apotroposin. Those are the managers that take care of the estate of the Yatomim. Sometimes he can have one or more apotropos. So therefore, if he has one or two apotroposim, and each one made uh, registered him on their korban, so which one does he does he join? He could choose whichever one 
whichever one he wants. Again, Yatom, Shishahatu, Adava Potroposim, Yocham, Mikom Shurotse, Eved, Shishne Shutafim, Lo Yochal, Mishel, Shinehem. We're talking about over here in Eved Kanani. So Eved Kanani is Hayavin Mitzvot. So you have an Eved over here that's, that is owned by two Shutafim, is owned by two partners. So the question is, each one uh, uh, registered them. The law is, Lo Yocham, Mishinehem. He cannot eat from either of them. Read Rashi, why not? Exactly, which means if there's partners over here, so who gave the other partner right to register the part that he doesn't own with him? And vice versa with the other guy. They only own half of the of the of the of the Eved. Unless one of them foregoes his rights, the other one, then fine. Then uh, he's 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 all, he's all on uh, the other. But until then, he cannot eat on either because he's really not registered completely, uh, 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 or at all for that matter, because they don't have rights. The last case of the Mishnah is Mishi Hatsior Eved v'Hatsior Ben Horin Lo Yochal Meshil Rabbo. It's also a case. Well, let's say it's Hetzi Eved, Hetzi Ben Horin. For example, there was an Eved that was owned by two partners, and one of the partners freed uh, his Chedek. So therefore, he's half uh, Eved, half Ben Horin. So therefore, the, the, the Rav, his master, doesn't have rights on the Ben Horin part of him. He only has rights on the Eved part of him. So therefore, Lo Yochal, Meshel Rabbo, Rashid, the Mistama. Right, which is when, when he when he was registering him, his kavanah was probably to register the the avid part, what he owns. So that she sounds like, but if he had kavanah to register the free part, it would be okay. No problem to register the free part. I can register anybody on my korban. The problem is he doesn't have that dot in his mind because this is, I'm, I'm the master, I'm uh, registering like I did every year. I'm registering the abdut part of him. So therefore, since that's the kavanah of the master, only to register the avdut part, the harut part is not registered, and therefore, he cannot be part of it. Comes the Gemara and begins. Now here we have a big chadush over here. We have a chadush over here that if she goes to her father's house, back to the lady who's married, she goes to her father's house, you know, first regal. So therefore, we see that she's still connected to her father's house. So we come along and say it's a toss-up. The father registered her and the husband registered her. She could choose. Now, it sounds like she's choosing retroactively. Sounds like she's choosing after the shahita, Erev Pesach. Now she's saying, okay, I want to be with, let's say, my father. So then we have to say, retroactively, when the father registered her, it was for her, and the shahita was for her, and all the kavanah was for her. Which, which, which by the way, brings us to the famous mahlukah of Berira. Do you say that there's retroactive selection? Because basically, if she's making a decision today on Erev Pesach, after the shahita, you have to say retroactively, at the time of the shahita, she was registered. So from here we can learn... Uh, that there is berera, shma mina yesh berera. So the Gemara says, no, no, my rotsa b'shaat shechita. No, we're not going retroactively. It means at the time of the shechita, she can make a decision. So therefore, it's happening in real time, not uh, you know after the shechita. At the shechita, if we have no uh, uh, um, proof to retroactive selection, urminu, we have a contradiction. Isha, when it comes to a lady, regel harishon ochelet meshel aviha. Oh, so here it's clear. It says regel harishon, the first regel ochelet meshel aviha. 
she's committed to her father's korban. Mikan ba'ilach, from the Iranin, rotze ochelet meshel aviha, rotze meshel ba'la. It says later on, after the first regel, then already it's a safek. She can go wherever she wants. But it sounds like the first regel, she's committed to her father. Amishna said, Adraba, the first regel, she gets to she gets to choose. But here it sounds like the first the, the first thing is she goes back to her father's house, that's it. She's committed to her father. So how do we square this off? So the Gibbara comes along and says, Lakashia, Kan Beredufa, Alilech, Kan Bishina Redufa. It all depends what her nature is. If she's Redufa, which means she's always running back to her father's house, she still didn't get comfortable in her husband's house. So then the first regular there's no question that she's part of her father's house, because she's redufa. Amishnah was talking about ena redufa. So ena redufa, I mean, she's comfortable in her, in her husband's house, but she goes back, you know, she went back for the first time, they like the custom, then already we say that is a safik, she can go either way. Masha'enken, when she's redufa, it's not a safik. The first regel we say is vadai aviha, and then anything after that will be a, 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 a safik as well. Whereas in our Mishnah, anything after the regel is not a safik. Anything after the regel, she's going after her husband. So therefore, we make the chaluk between the dufa and not. We drashim nitim b'she'ena the dufa. Lelech tamid the bet abiha the bet ba'ala habiva dilkach kol she'ar haregalim padai shaycha batre. The regal rishon safek. Ufraita the dufa dilkach regal harishon badai bat harabiha and be'elach safek. So that, that that's the halachic part of today's sugya. From here, the Gemara starts to go on dirashot. Uh, Based on this inyan uh, of redufa, kedichtiv, as it says, dichtiv, as it says, as aiti be'enav kemoset shalom, which means I was in his eyes uh, as perfect. Shalom over here means shalem. I was in his eyes, I guess the eyes of God. I was found to be in his eyes kemoset shalom, like somebody who found uh, to be perfect. Amar Rabbi Yohanan. A perfect bride is comfortable to be by her in-laws, which is her husband's side. That's a nice marriage. Really, she's comfortable. She doesn't have to run back to her father's house. So we're talking about the relationship between us and God, Ki'ilu. It's like a good marriage, a happy marriage where she's happy. She runs back to her father's house not to go live there, to go say the praises of how happy she is in her in-law's house. So that's already a good marriage. The husband's making her comfortable, she's comfortable there. She just runs back to her father's house to talk uh, how, uh, you know, like we said, uh, how she's accepted. Read that she lagit shabha. As the Pasuk says, at that time when Mashiach comes, in the end of time, Ishi, God says you're going to be called Ishi. Meaning you're going to be called my husband. It's a higher relationship of closeness between us and God. You're not going to be called anymore master. Ishi is husband, Ba'ali over here is master. Amar Yohanan, what does it mean, Ishi? which is a good marriage. means the marriage is solid. She's living by her in-laws already. She's comfortable to be with her husband. But not that she's still uh, running back to her father's house over there. And the uh, Gemara over here now continues on these. 
Veshadayim en la. Achotlanu, we have a, a sister. She's ketana, she's young. Veshadayim en la is the breasts. She doesn't have. What does it mean she doesn't have breasts? What is, what is, what is Shilomo Amenek referring to? Obviously, he's not talking about physical uh, things over there. It's, it's a mashal. What's the mashal? Amar Yohanan, zu elam. It's referring to the province of Elam, the tzaddikim in Elam, like we'll see who they are, which is another incredible uh, point today, they learned Torah, they learned a lot of Torah, but they didn't teach. So just like the breast has filled with milk and gives over to the child, they had a lot of milk, Torah, but they didn't give it over, they didn't teach it to others. That she says, who's uh, Elam? Uh, Look at that, two days in a row and you got Shushan. Two days in a row, you got a mention of Shushan. Uh, and by the way, Rashi in another place also mentions Zudaniel Mordechai, because they came from the same place. So it says what? They learned Torah, but they didn't, they didn't teach Torah. The Gebarah comes along and says, Ani Homa, I am a wall. And the breasts over here are like towers. Now again, this is a mashal to something. So what is Shalomah Melekwin? Ani Choma, I am a wall, v'shadai kamigdalot. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Ani Choma, zu Torah. Ani Choma is the wall. That's referring to the Torah, which is like a protective wall. And there's Torah, there's protection. V'shadai kamigdalot, elu tamidei hakamim. So this is referring to what? The Talmidei Hachamim. That what? They, 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 they give like the Shaddaim. They give over Torah. Just like the, the mother gives the milk. So the Torah is Ani Choma. That's the protection. The Shaddaim Kamigdalot. And the towers are the Talmidei Hachamim that give over the Torah to the people. The Rava Amar Ani Choma Zukenesi Israel. Choma is referring to Bene Israel. Kenesi Israel. And what is that? Uh, it's coming to long to say that they're like a wall. What does it mean they're like a wall? So Rashim Baba Batra explains, which means they, they form a wall against assimilation. Ani Huma, which is they're strong. They don't want to get uh, drawn into the Goyim. So they, they're strong like a wall. And how is that done? The Shaddai Kamigdalot Elu Midrashot. It's unbelievable. What protects them from assimilation? Two, two buildings, the Bet Knesset and the Bet Midrash. Amazing, which is when you build batikinisiot and you build batimidraj, then already it's a protection against going out. The children have a place to go learn, the men have a place to go study. There's Torah being learned. So therefore the protection, the Homa for Klai Israel against assimilation is what? The Shaddai Kamigdalot, the places that give out Torah, like the Shaddaiim. What is that? Batikinisyot Batemidrashot. Amarazutra Bartuviya. Amarab. By the way, that might explain the low assimilation rate, Baruch Hashem, in our great community, because look how many batikinis yot we have. Look how many batim midrashot we have. Look how batim sefer. We put so much money into that infrastructure, then Baruch Hashem, you get the, you get the dividends. The Gemara, Ne'emanim alenu devrei Gemara, kashish batim midrashot, batim midrashot, ani choma. There is a wall of protection. That's right, it's key. Ama Rav Zutra, Bar Tuviya, Ama Rav, Maidiktiv, Asher banenu kinti'im, migudalim ben urehem, benotenu chizaviyot, mehutavot tabnitechal. Now, on a simple level, this pasuk is saying, Asher banenu. Asher banenu was our sons. 
kintiim. Kintiim is like little uh, trees. Migudalim bin urehem that are being nurtured from their youth. Benotenu our daughters kezaviot. Zavit is a corner. They're like corners. We have to see what that means. Mechutavot tavni techal. They're crafted in the form of the of the Bet Hamikdash. So we have to see what this pasuk means over here. So says, Our boys, our sons, are like young trees, young saplings. Elu Yisrael shelo This is talking about the young boys before they're married. They never got into trouble. They never went with any girls. They never had any any problems. They never tasted sin until they got married, which is a uh, perfect. Benotenu similarly, kezaviot, elu betulot Yisrael. These are the uh, virgins of Yisrael, the girls. She'ogdot petrehem lebalehen. Which means even though they're filled with desire, they wait uh, for their husbands. They don't commit any uh, impropriety before they get married. Even though they're filled with desires, as we'll see. Uh, they are celibate until they get married, and therefore... Both of the Pesukim are referring to the same uh, the same concept. Read Rashi, Kinti'im. Right, so that's the, the boys. The boys like these little saplings. Unbroken tree, you know, they're still growing, they're nice. No het, that's the boys. And now the girls. So Right, that's pre-marriage. The girls don't get into trouble before they get married. They hold their repetah, their opening for their husbands. That's one way. Uh, the explanation of here is ogdot is melashon agada. The first shot ogdot means to seal. They seal their openings before they get married. Ogdot is lehagid. They tell their husbands that they need that. Even though they have a big desire to be with their husbands, they still tell them, no, I'm a suit to you. She became a nida. So they magid their ta'ava, their nida. Vechen hu omer. Now, the Gemara is going to explain that when it says corners, right, kezaviyot, kezaviyot is going to be a lashon of being full. Because that's where the Gemara knows that they're full with desire. Benotenu chizaviyot. That even though benotenu chizaviyot, they're filled. Filled with what? Filled with desires. They still do not uh, go with anybody else. How do you know that zaviyot means full? So Gemara v'chenu omer. Umale'u kamizrak chizaviyot mizbeyah. So they will be filled like a bowl, like the corners of the altar. So what does that she say over there? Ma zaviyot ehatam. Right. Beautiful. So you see, in the context of that pasuk, zaviyot was referring to filling something. Oh, so you see, zaviyot must mean to fill. So they must be filled with something. What are these ladies filled with? Is referring to the ta'ava. Again, our corners are filled. So you see two pesukim that um, the word zaviyot has to do with filled. And therefore, back to our pasuk, when it mentions benotinu um, chizaviyot, it means that our daughters are filled. Filled with ta'ava, but nonetheless they have the loyalty 
not to uh, not to do anything. Now, what does it mean mechotavot techal? That they are crafted in the form of the hechal of the Beit Hamikdash. What does that mean? Elu veElu. Both the boys that don't get into trouble before they're married, they don't go into the yetsarah before they're married, and the girls that also are waiting for, to get married. Amazing. It's as if the Hechal was built in their days. Because what's the Hechal at the end of the day? Kedusha. And therefore, these people that are living a life of Kedusha, what does the Pasuk say in this week's Perashah? God says, I want you to build me a Bet Mikdash in yourself. So therefore, they built the Bet Mikdash. That's the main Bet Mikdash in the heart of the person. So a person who lives a, a, a modest, proper life, that already is Kilu Bet Mikdash. Which means, by the way, Rabotai, we have to say the opposite also. That when you have children today, because of the Tavot and all the things that they get involved in, when you see a young Bahur, that loses his way, over here you had a Takshit, you had a, a, a diamond, and he gets caught in the Yetzirah of the time, so it's not a small thing, it's a Skilu Nechadab. Devar Hashem. Now the Gemara goes into a famous uh, prophecy that we're going to go with Be'iyun over here. Devar Hashem, Asher Haya El Hoshea. This is the previous prophecy that took place in the times of the prophet uh, Hoshea. Bime Uziyahu. He lived in the times of the following four kings. Hoshea prophesied for four kings. Uziyahu, Yotam, Ahaz, Yehezkiyahu. And who were they? They were Malcheh, Yehuda. Okay, so the Gemara says, In one uh, time in history, there were four prophets that were giving prophecy. Four major prophets were prophesying at the same time. The biggest set of all of them was the prophet Hoshea. Says God spoke to Hoshea first. Now, it cannot be historically that Hosea was the first prophet that God spoke to. The Gemara says, Did he speak to Hosea? <laughs> From Moshe Rabbeinu to Hosea, how many prophets are there? For clearly, he was not the first prophet that he spoke to. Hosea, Yeshaya, Amos, Umicha. Out of the four prophets that received prophecy at that time, Hosea was the first, which means he was the biggest of the prophets. So God comes to Hosea and he tells him, what does he say to him? At the time of Hosea, the people worshipping Avodah was Averot. So he comes to God comes to Hosea and says, your children, Banechahatu. Now, what, what should Hosea have answered? So the Gemara says, lo lomar him. What do you mean over here? They're your children. Have, have mercy on them. Him. These are the children that you favor. Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. He should have invoked the zechut of the avot. Galgel That's what Hosea should have said. Have mercy on them. Lo dai or lo dayo. <laughs> it's not enough that he didn't say that. He didn't invoke mercy. No word belongs to you. Have you them? What's the difference? Get rid of them and uh, trade them. 
You can always get a new one. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu. Wait. You'll see what I'm going to do to this. He tells me to trade, to trade my, 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 my nation. You'll see, you'll see what I do to this old man. Now we'll see in a moment why he calls him an old man. Omelo, he tells him, it's an amazing story in the Navi. Lech vekach isha zona veholid lecha banim zenunim. There was a famous zona at the time. We'll see what her name was. And the, God tells the prophet Hosea, go marry her. Go take the zona and go have children from her. Vehargach omar lo shaleheha me'al paneha. After he starts to be close to this girl and has children, then God's going to tell Hosea, now get rid of her. And Hosea's going to say, what do you mean? I can't get rid of her. And God's going to say, why? You think it's so easy for me to get rid of my, uh, uh, my, my son? Exactly. Exactly. That's what God's going to say. If he's able to send away easily, so now he's going to let him taste, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what it tastes like to get rid of somebody that you love. Go take for yourself a woman of Zona. What literally over here means, and the children also are going to be uh, zinunim. Because as you'll see, that when she's going to have the children, it's hard to know where the children really come from. Because the zona, she's with everybody. So you really don't know who the children are. Who did uh, he take? A girl. We know her name. Gomer Bat Deblayim. Now, the Gemara says this name over here is for, uh, for Derashot over here. What's the Derashot? Gomer Amarav Shakol Gomrim Ba. Which means anybody that went with her, finished with her. That means they were able to make Bi'ah from beginning to end. Gomer, they finished with her. I mean, they had Ta'ava. But, when we go to the Amud Bet, Bat Diblaim. How's it Bat Diblaim? <laughs> which means she's a zona, the son of a zona, uh, the daughter of a zona. Which means uh, they, they call it a, a woman of ill repute. So therefore, she's the daughter, she's a, she's a lady of ill repute, the daughter of a, a lady of ill repute over there. What does it mean, the word is a fig. So, what does it mean, fig? A fig is sweet. So the Gemara says, "Shmuel Amar shemetuka befiakol kedebela." She's sweet in everybody's mouth, like a uh, like a fig. Rabbi Yochanan Amar shakol dashin ba kedebela. The fig they press. That means everybody pressed her. That means had relations with her, like a pressed fig. So therefore, basically, she was a well-known zona, and uh, she was, uh, you know, clearly uh, clearly out there. Tavar Acher Gomer. What does it mean, Gomer? Amar of Yehuda, Shibikshu legamer mamonam shal Yisrael biyameha. The Goyim, they wanted to pillage the Jewish people's money in her time. Gomer, they wanted to finish us off monetarily. Yohanan Amad, not only they wanted to, but they did. Bazizu vigamru, they actually did finish off the wealth of the Jewish people. Shunei Amar, ki ibedam melech aram, vaisimem ke'afar ladush. The king of Aram destroyed them and made them like dirt that they trampled on. Okay, so now Hosea marries Gomer Bat Deblayim, like God says. Batar Lo Ben. Okay, so now they're going to end up having three children. 
the first child over here was what? A boy. So God says, You're going to call him Yisrael. Yisrael according to this interpretation, is a location. The valley of Israel. Right? Emek Israel. That's where Yehu, who was the king of Israel, he slaughtered the descendants of Ahav in Israel, which is a good thing, by the way. Ahav was Rasha. However, Borei Olam says, I'm punishing now the family of Yehu. Chaura, why should he punish the family of Yehu if he killed somebody that was Raui? And the explanation is, why did he kill the family of Ahab? Because they were worshipping Avodah Zarah. But Yehu himself was not clean from Avodah Zarah. He himself later on worshipped Avodah Zarah. So retroactively, that means he had no right to kill Ahab. He only had a right to kill Ahab's family because of the, of the Avodah Zarah, if he's clean. So you see from over here that if a person is not clean from the Averah, then it turns into... And that's why God says, I'm going to go back after. That's why, by the way, um, we can explain uh, Esav. I once heard this shot. Esav, it says, um, The Gebra says, why was he Ayef Esav? It says, He committed five sins that day. One of the sins he committed that day was he killed Nimrod. The Chawra, killing Nimrod, Nimrod is the biggest Rasha. Nimrod, Nimrod threw Abraham Abinu in the fire. So what, why is that considered a tziha? So he says, if Yaakov would have killed Nimrod, that would have been a mitzvah. But Esav is committing the same sins of Nimrod. So therefore, that's considered a tziha. So it means uh, uh, to, to, to hurt somebody, I heard this from Chaim Weintraub, he said, to do a chesed to somebody, you don't have to be L'Shem Shamayim. But to damage somebody, it's got to be 100% L'shem Shamayim. And if there's not 100% L'shem Shamayim, that damage turns into a Avera. Like you see in the two cases. And with this he explained, I think from the Sabbath from Kelam, the famous statement that says, Tov Shemerofim Legehinam. What's the shot? Why the best of the doctors go to Gehinam? Why should the best of the doctors? The best of the doctors are doing Chesed. said, yes, but the best of the doctors, they're also like a regular doctor. He does surgery. He's cutting patients. And therefore what? He says, if they're doing it, l'shem chesed, so then already that cutting the patients is considered what? Chesed. However, if they're doing it for ulterior motives, that's considered mazik already. Now already a mazik. What gives you a right to start cutting a patient up for personal benefit? So therefore, tov shubarov nageinam. It means when you're being mazik somebody, when you're, when you're cutting somebody up, it's got to be l'shem shamayim 100%. In any event, obviously, Israel, Yehud, killed Rasha, but he himself eventually became a Rasha. So therefore, that needed to be fixed. That's why he calls the first son Yisrael. God said, I'm going to uh, get rid of the Mamlachut of Yisrael, which is the uh, family of, uh, of Yehu. Uh, now, eventually, it was uh, not till four generations later, uh, not Yehu, but it was Yehu and his son, his grandson, all the way down until they killed um, Zechariah. Not the prophet Zechariah. There's a king. That was the um, uh, the end of the uh, Malchut Yisrael. So he says, anyway, that kingdom of Israel is going to come to an end. Why? Because what they did, what Yehu did. 
Vatar od vatelet bat. Okay, they had a, uh, a daughter. Who's the daughter? The daughter is... Vayomed lo kirashema lo ruhama. Lo ruhama. Which means, no mercy. Ki lo osif od arachemet bet Yisrael. I'm not going to have any more mercy on Bnei Yisrael. Ki naso esa lahem. It's retroactively. You read that now, I mean, rhetorically. You think I'm going to forgive them? You think I'm going to forgive them? I'm not going to forgive them. Vatahar, vatelet ben, third son, or third child. Vayomed kirashemo lo ami. That's it, lo ami. Not my nation. Ki atem lo ami. Finish. No more. Vanuhi lo ehye lachem. And I will not be for you. Lehaj shenuldu lo shne banimu batahad. Hey, Yoshea, don't you have to learn from Moshe? What do you mean? To learn what? When I started to talk to Moshe, eventually he left his wife. You have to separate. What should I do? I have children uh, from her. I cannot get rid of her, uh, and I cannot even uh, divorce her. Uh, what was he worried about, Hoshea? Moshe wasn't saying that he's not going to listen to God. God tells you to do something. He meant to say, I, I, of course I wanted to divorce her. The reason why I didn't do it till now is because it's difficult. But now that you tell me to do it, of course I'll do it. That's what the Benish Chai says. I'm just explaining why I didn't do it till now. Because what's going to happen if he uh, if he divorces her? So now already the people are going to start to think that the children why did he divorce her? Ah, must be these children are not really the children. They're going to think they're Benish Zinunim and they were Mamzerim. And uh, I don't want to hurt my children. He's saying, he says, forget about her. Okay, I got rid of her, but I have children from her. So it's not so easy to, to get rid of her. So he says... Rabbi, do we learn from here that this is a factor? In other words, when, when people are getting divorced with children... Yeah. That they're supposed to... For sure. For sure. That's right. For sure. For sure. So comes the Gemara and says, what happens? says, You have a hard time divorcing this lady? Which means your children, you don't know if your children are your children. You don't know. Zona can be anybody. You don't know if the children are yours or others. And still you have a difficult time getting rid of her. And you don't even know if your children are your children. Israel, Shem Banai. Jewish people that are my children. Bene Bechonai. The children of the ones that were tested. Bechonai meaning Bechina. The ones that I tested. Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov. Bene Abraham Yitzhak Yaakov. Echat Kinyanim Shikaniti Ba'olami. They are one of the four acquisitions that I acquired in the world. What are the four acquisitions? Torah Kinyanihat. Dekhti Vashem Kanani Rishid Darko. Shamayim va'ares kenyan echad. Dekhtiv koneh shamayim va'ares. Bet ha-mikdash kenyan echad. Dekhtiv harze kanta yemino. Yisrael kenyan echad. Dekhtiv amzu kanita. Like we say in Azashir. 
you want me to just give them up? Once already Hoshea realized that he sinned, he came to his mercy on himself. Forget about uh, you. Pray for me, for Israel. Why she kevad? She garzati alehem shalosh gezerot. I already made three decrees on them. We know the three decrees. The three children: Israel, lo ruhama, and lo ami. So each one of the children represented another gezerah. The Rakhdos Baruch Hu said, number one, he's going to get rid of the whole uh, tri- the malchut Israel, right, from Yehu's uh, uh, descendants. Number two, lo ruhama, no more mercy, and number three, lo ami. No, you're not my nation anymore. So the Chaurai said, before you pray for yourself, pray for the people. Hamad ubikesh la'amim. He got up, ubitel gezera. Vethil lebarechan. After Hosea prayed, Bonilam started to bless. And what was the uh, blessing? Shneemar. Ve'ayam mispar b'nei Yisrael kechol ayam. The b'nei Yisrael are going to be as plentiful as the sand of the sea. Ve'ayam b'mkom asher ya'amer lo'ami atem. Uh, so the Gezerah of Lo'ami is going to change. Instead of Lo'ami, you're not my nation. Bnei Elchai. You're going to be the children of a living God. Which means they're going to uh, come together. There's not going to be a Galut. The Galut is going to be suspended as well. I'm going to plant them. Oh, that's Keneged Wa'at Yisrael. Zara El. Now it turned into a Beraka. Zara El, God is going to plant B'nai Israel. That means they're not going to go into, into, into Galut. And the last one, V'ri Hamtia et lo ruhama. And I'm going to have mercy on the one that I said I will not have mercy. I'm going to tell lo ami, ami atta. And the one that I said lo ami, I'm going to say ami atta. Now, regarding this uh, story over here, the Maharshal has a good question. The Maharshal says... That how did God tell Hosea that you don't even know if your children are your children? I said, what do you mean? We have a rule in halakha, rov be'ilot, it's la ba'al. <laughs> the Chawra, you have a question. Was, was the children from Hosea or the children from Znut? She's living with Hosea. Rov be'ilot are going after the ba'al. And rov be'ilot assumed that what? That it's his. Why did it say it's sefik? It's not a sefik. Rov be'ilot, we post a kalakot on that. So he said a beautiful answer. He said, that's why Hosea, what did God call him? A zakin. A zakin doesn't have too many biot. And therefore, since the zakin cannot have too many biot, we don't say rov be'ilot. It's <laughs> from the Baal. Illa rov be'ilot. So he said, what am I going to do to zakin z- 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 That guy said zakin. Because he doesn't have the, 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 the legality of rov be'ilot. It's the Baal. Amar of Yohanan. Oi lal rabbanut. Shemekaberet et ba'aleha. Whoever ruled. That anybody that's in a uh, power, authority position, there's a price to pay. Why is it Who knows? Maybe it's uh, on a simple level, it's the stress of the job. Or it could be the people have claims against the authority. So there's Aynara, and there's Kin'ah, and there's Sin'ah. However you want to explain it, there's Rabbanut, the famous proof they bring, which the Gemara doesn't bring here, is Yosef al-Sadiq. Yosef was in the power of authority, and he died earlier than all the Shabbatim. 
So the Gemara over here brings, She'en necha kol navi v'navi. Take any prophet in those times, Shilo kipeyach al ba'am melachim b'yamav. Like we just learned, the, the prophets prophesied under four kings. That means one prophet lived and buried four kings. So you see, look how fast the, the kings were dying. And what's the end of the Pasuk say? Which kings did Yeshaya prophesize under? So therefore you see what? That, and we saw the same by Hosea, that he, was the, he prophesied over four kings. Gemara says, Amar Yohanan, Mepnema Zakai Yerovam ben Yoash. This is not Yerovam ben Nevat, Rabotai. This is much later. This is Yerovam ben Yoash, Melech Israel, Lehimanot im Malche Yehuda. There's a, um, a pasuk that we're going to see that when they were listing the Malche Bet David, which is the primary kingdom, they count one of the Malche Israel in the Malchut. Malchim ben David. Who is that? Yerovam ben Yoash. So the Gemara says, what zikhut did he have to be listed in the primary kingdom? In the list of the kings of uh, the Davidic dynasty. They came to him and they said something that the prophet said about him. And he says, I don't accept about the prophet. So because he didn't accept Bori Olam says, you're going to be put on the, on the list. What happened? First of all, how do you know that he was listed with Malchut ben David? This is the Devan Hashem that God spoke to Hosea ben Be'eri. Now the first four are Malchut ben David. And then it says what? And in the times of Yerubam ben Yoash, Melech Israel. So you see why he was listed with Malchut ben David. Why? How do we know? Look at the Zechud. You don't accept one Lashon Ara already. You put the uh, history in Tanakh in a favorable light. It says what? So the, the Kohen sent a message to the king. What did he say? Amos is conspiring against you. He, he's telling him that the prophet is conspiring. Which means, why? He said that you're going to die. He said you're gonna die by Hariv. So this is how he answers. Amar Haz Vishalom Amar Otot Sadiq. Haz Vishalom Mikabel. And then he says, Vim Amar, and if he said it, Maayaselo, Shekhina Amralo. He's a true prophet. The Shekhina must have told him to say it. First of all, I'm not Mikabel. And even if he, he did say it, he has a right to say it. The Shekhina told him to say it. So therefore what? Wow, so you see that Sadiq over here. He doesn't... Uh... Okay, now, by the way, we know that already. The reason why, the, the reason why uh, he said Has Shalom because we learned already that uh, when God said he's going to avenge uh, the family of Yehu, he said not till four generations, which was not till Zechariah. 
and Yerovam was not the fourth generation yet. So he didn't. He knew that it cannot be true, in the in, in, in that Hoshea could say such a thing because already they had the tradition that it's going to be later on. But he said, if it changed, if something changed, then okay, that's it. That's the prophet said it. The prophet said it. Amar bil Azar afilu b'shat kaso shela kadosh baruchu zocher et rachamim. That's amazing. That even when a Kadosh Baruch Hu gets angry at Bnei Israel, he still has mercy. He still remembers the mercy. Where do you see it? From two places. Shnei Emar, Kilo Osif Od Arachem et Bet Israel. God says, "I am." He's angry. God says, "I am going to stop having mercy on Bnei Israel." Now, even that lashon. Normally, when you're angry, you don't say the word mercy. You say, well, "I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you." But here, Borei Olam said, "I'm not. I'm going to cease to have mercy." That means even when he was angry, he couldn't, uh, he still used the word mercy. Normally when a person is angry, you curse. But he, even at the time of anger, he said, I will stop having mercy. Furthermore, Remember we learned that that pasuk was to be read rhetorically. God says, do you think I will forgive them? But if you read it straight, what does it say? I will forgive them. So therefore, it, it can be read two ways. So therefore, even at the time of anger, Bori Olam has mercy. Ve'amar bil azar lo higna hakadosh baruchu et Yisrael leben haumot ela kedeshi tosfu alehem gerim. That's amazing. The reason why Hakadosh Baruchu sent us out to Galut is in order that we could pick up converts. What do you mean pick up converts? Shneimar uzratia li ba'aris. I'm going to plant bnei Yisrael in the aris. When you plant a, a, a se'ah, you plant in order to get more than you planted. So therefore God says, I'm planting the Jewish people in Galut. That means you're planting us, that means you want to come back with more. Who's the more? The Gerim. He, he plants a little to get a lot. So he says, So therefore, the same thing over here. That what? So God says, I'm going to have pity on those people uh, that I did not have pity for. And I'm going to say, That means to the You're not my nation. That means you're going to be converts. Now, the Oda Ima Kadosh over here, he understands it on a deeper level. He says, when it says Girim over here, it means that's what it means. He says, that, that's considered gerim. Those are the nitzotzotzel kedusha that were estranged from uh, 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 the kedusha at the time of the head of Adam Rishon. And those nitzotzot were scattered all over the world. And that's what it means when it says the Jewish people went out to Mitzrayim. And it says, Baharechen Yesu Berchush Kadol. What was the Rechush Kadol? All those nitzotzot that were in Mitzrayim, they were able to uh, take. And that's why the Arizal said, that after the Ben Wari, that after we left Egypt, we weren't allowed to go back. Why? No, no business over there. You got all the need to sort out. The only reason why we go into Galut is to get Gerim. Once you got all the Gerim from that spot, what are you going to that place for? Why, 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 what are you planting? You only plant to come out with more. But if you're not going to come out with more, you're not going to get. So that's the Inyan of the Nitzotzot, Shil Kiddushah. But Orem HaKadosh is a big Hadush. He said, if Klaiyasil would not have sinned, they would have been able to stay in Eris Israel. And like a magnet, draw all the nitzotzot through the Torah would come to them. 
But because they sinned, they had to go and do a local job. They had to go to each place and be yonek the nitzotot from each from each place. And that's the way we once explained, if you remember, that's the sword of Elimelech. Elimelech, when it says he left Eretz Israel in order to go to Sde uh, Moav, uh, because Elimelech already was a tzaddik. Elimelech, Eli Melech, he knew that the Malchut was going to come from him. And he already sensed that the Nitzotz of Ruth was in Hoslaaris. So therefore he went to be following this Gemara. Why are the Jewish people going to Galut? So therefore, was doing a good thing. He went to get the... And, and by the way, he succeeded. He came back with Ruth. So therefore, he did the right thing. No, because Oraim HaKadosh says, had he stayed in Eretzah and learned Torah, then the Shema of Ruth would have been like a magnet when it came towards him. There was no reason for him to leave. Amar Rabbi Yohanan B'Shub Rabbi Shimon Ben Yohai. May Dekhtiv. Al Talshen Even Adonav. Ben Yekalilcha Ve'ashamta. Which means, a person should not slander a slave to his master. Which means, you don't go to the master and talk about the slave. Why? Because he's going to curse. And what's going to curse? If he curses you, it's your fault. Good. Next pasuk. Dor abiv yekalel. Ve'et imo lo yibarech. There's going to be a generation that they're going to curse their father and their mother. Dor abiv yekalel ve'imo lo yibarech. Now the chaura, what's the connection between these two pesukim over here? A guy speaking in Lashon Ara about the Eved to the master. A generation that curses their parents. What's the connection? Mishum de abiv yekalel ve'imo lo yibarech. Al Talchin, because it's a, because a generation curses their parents, so that means what? Therefore, don't speak lashon hara. What's the connection? Ela afilu unbelievable gemara. Ela afilu dor sheabiv yekalel v'temolu yibarech, which means even if you have a generation of Jews that they're in contempt of God and they're in contempt of all the traditions. Al Talchin eved Adonab. Don't go to God and speak bad about them. Don't speak about the eved to the master. Even a generation that's mekalel It's not your job, the prophet or anybody, to go to God and say, "Look what they're doing over here." No, that's not your job. Don't be my, even such a generation. There's the proof of Moshe. We just learned it. Hosea, what? Why was he saying switch them for a different nation? Because they were bad. God said, "That's not your job as a prophet. Your job as a prophet is to defend them, and therefore to give them musar." Yes. But when it comes to God, you're supposed to defend the people. That's what God wants from the, from the leaders. That the tzaddikim pray for Klai Yisrael even under the worst uh, situation. The milit yoshir alehim. Amar of Oshaya. Rabbi Oshaya comes along and says, May dikhtiv. What does it say? Sidkot perzono bi Yisrael. That what? Sidkot Perzono, this is talking about in the Shira of Devorah. Uh, what is this Sidkot? The righteousness of Perzono. Sedaka Asa. The simple explanation is that after they were able to kill Sisera, now the Jews were able to live in open cities again, in the Pirazim. Because they weren't scared. They didn't have to live in walled cities anymore. That's the Sedaka that Hashem did. But now he says, Sedaka Asa Baruchul Israel. She pizran le ben ha'omot. So we're learning pizrono, 
like Pizrono. You could you could switch the letters. It's a sedaka that God scattered us amongst all the nations. It, it, it's a sedaka. What's a sedaka? So it's an unbelievable explanation over here. We said once from Yonatan Ibishitz. The fact that we're scattered amongst all the different nations, so therefore, even if a nation decides to kill us, they can't kill all of us because we're scattered amongst all the nations. The Khurban Europa, there were Jews in North America. So Hitler wasn't able to kill all the Jews. He did a lot. He did enough, more than enough. But nonetheless, we were scattered. Like it says, with this review, it says something incredible. We have a rule. Anytime it says, it's trouble. So he asks, What's the Sa'ar? Haman. I said, wait. Haman didn't come until nine years later. The story of Megillat Esther is in the third year of the kingdom. No problems for the Jewish people. The problems didn't come until nine years later. So what's the Vahibime? The Vahibime sounds like it was something imminent. So you say, you know what the Vahibime is? Ashverosh was the king of the entire world. Which means the whole world was under Ashverosh. There was nowhere for us to run. If the king would come along and make a decree, where's the Mahana Nish'ar? That's already Vahibime. That's Sa'ar. When Christ is under one government, if that government could turn on them, because over but in the times of Hasidosh, we were in imminent danger that the king can turn us at any time, and like he did. And therefore, it was, it, was, it, was, it was one of the most dangerous times because no king before that could really make a gizera against all of us. They didn't have the dominion. Hasidosh did. And therefore, the miracle was that much greater. And that's why the tsar was that much greater. So he says, it's a sedaka that God put us amongst the nations. We once explained another explanation. Why is it a tzedakah that Hashem put us in the nations? Based on the Benish High. And it's also a Mishra Chokmah. The Benish Hai said something incredible. He said that sometimes God judges the Jews not for what they are, because if He judges us for what we are, we'll be in trouble. That's called intrinsic judgment. Sometimes God judges us, comparative judgment. He compares us to the Goyim. And He says, listen, if I look at the Jews on their own, they're not good. But compared to everybody else, they're good. So a lot of times the Goyim make us look better than we are. That means we might not be perfect, but compared to what everybody else is doing, it's whatever we're good. That's a comparative judgment. He says, uh, the Benish Hai, that uh, that's why, uh, for example, on, uh, on, uh, on Sukkot, we bring 70, uh, 70 parim. Why? Keneged the 70 nations. So he comes along and says, why are you bringing uh, so many parim connected them? And said, if they would know how much benefit they get, they would never destroy the Beit HaMikdash. What are you bringing 70 parim for 70 nations? The explanation is, now it's after Rosh Hashanah Kippur. There we were judged. Now we know there's another judgment on Rosh Hashanah Rabbah. So we're coming along and saying, we need the Goyim to exist in order that maybe God will compare us. If they don't exist, then we're going to get a, a, a direct judgment. So therefore we need them to be there at least Rosh Hashanah Rabbah so God can say, listen, there's Shiv'im parim and there's Aleph par. The Aleph part might not be great, but can I get the Shivim Parim? They're great. So there was Sedaka Asak, that he put us in Galut. Now that he put us in Galut, so at least 
we are we are compared against everybody else that's around us. Vaynu damar dehu hahu mina let be hanina. Right, a certain apikoros told him hanina. Anan ma'alinan minaychu. He said, "We're better than you. Why, why are you better than us?" Ketiv bechu kisheshet chodashim yashab sham. By Yoab and Siruya, it says he was there for six months, killing all the descendants of Amalek. So basically, he's saying, "Look, look at you guys. You kill us. You were with us there six months, and you killed all of us." He says, "Ve'ilu anan itnichu gaban kamashene ve'lo ka'avdina nichumide." And you're living with us for so many years, and we don't do anything to you. Basically, the, the, the Goy is trying to say, you Jews, you come to our place, you kill us. And you guys are living by us. We give you freedom, we give you peace, we don't bother you. So he comes along and says, Amar lo, says, Listen, I'm not going to answer you, but my student will answer you. Boshaya came along and, 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 and got involved with him. What did he tell him? Amale, mishum He told him amazing answer. He said, "The reason why you're not killing us is not because you like us; it's because you don't. You you you, you have a dilemma. You don't know what to do. That's why. What do you mean? What I have to do? Techlinan kulehu. You really want to kill all of us, but you can't do that because litnu gabaychu. You don't have dominion over all of us. We're all over the world, so you can't kill all of us. My deika gabaychu to kill." Those that are by you, they're going to call you a genocidal government, which means you don't want to get, uh, you know, you don't want the UN to sanction you. You don't want to, to be in the in the news. But take that away, you'd kill us in a second. Look what he says. He says, I swear by the wall of the Romans. That's the way they would swear. We go down with those thoughts and we wake up with those thoughts. It's exactly, that's the dilemma that we have. We want to kill all of you. We just don't know how to do it in a way where we won't have, uh, you know, public uh, outcry. We're worried about, uh, you know, with the people. But if we could solve that problem, so that's why, what do they do to solve that problem? They always would create that the Jew is the enemy. The Jew is the enemy. That's what Hitler had to do. Hitler and Mahshemur brought Goebbels. Goebbels was the communication manager in charge of communication. First, he had to depict the Jewish people as vermin. Oh, so now once we're Jewish people are vermin, now it's, uh, 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 there's, 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 there's a, a, a reason why we have to kill them. They're an enemy. And that's why uh, um, the Gebra says over here, the Inyan of, that the fact that they're not killing us is not because they like us. They're not killing us because they can't figure out a way to do it without getting bad, uh, you know, bad press. But if they get around that problem over there, so it means every second that Christ is living in Galut, it's a miracle. You shouldn't think for a second, oh, they're tolerating us because they like us. They don't like you. They're tolerating us for their benefit. But again, once they can figure out how to get around their, uh, their problems, their issues exactly, so then already, lo alenu. Anyway, Rabotai, that is today's daf. We'll stop over here. Amen.